know, I don't remember exactly what year it was. It had to be 1987, possibly 1988. I think 88 was probably more likely. Could have been as late as 89, but I don't remember for sure. But I had gone to a baseball game in Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk Tides were playing, I don't even remember who. I have no idea. But it was at the old stadium, not the, not the one they play at now. Back then, they were known as the Tidewater Tides, not the Norfolk Tides. But, but I had gone to the game. It was in that old concrete stadium out by the airport. You know, those soulless stadiums, the concrete, and they're cheap. Seat about 15,000, 16,000 people. It's a AAA game, so I'd, I'd gone to the game. And back in those days when I went to baseball games, I liked to score the game. So I would take my scorebook and I would score the game. I had sat down, and it was a crowded game, as I recall. I was kind of in the middle of a section, and I was a lot smaller then, so it didn't bother me as much. But I had a Coke, and I had a hot dog, and Norfolk had these fantastic chili dogs that were just out of this world. And so I was trying to score the game and, and eat that chili dog and watching what was going on. And as I recall, it was a pretty good game. And right around the fifth inning, all of a sudden, there was a security guard standing a couple rows in front of me, pointing at me, saying, you, you, come with me. It was weird. Literally had not said a word except a chili dog, Coke, and bag of peanuts since I'd entered the stadium. Here I was with security guard standing in front of me saying, you, come here. There was a movie some years ago. 1999, to be exact, came out called Office Space. You remember this movie? It was one of those movies that was, it's a cult classic. It was terrible in the theaters, but everybody's seen it since, including myself. And I remember watching it for the first time uh, with my then uh, significant other when it came to this scene where Tom, who's lost his job, gotten hurt, he's disabled now, doesn't have anything to do. And so he invents something called the jump to conclusions mat. And the idea here is when you can't make up your mind, when you can't just make a decision, you put this mat out in front of you and then you jump on the mat and it will tell you what, what you're supposed to do. And I I remember thinking, and I remember saying to my SO at that point, it'll never work because most people (laughs) can get into the air and twist and turn themselves. They can control where they're going to land. So they're going to land on what they want it to be anyway. And it was, uh, got into this, we led to this whole discussion about how we make decisions about things. And well, what do you do when you can't make a decision about things when, when, when things are hard and you can't make up your mind? Well, I'm embarrassed to say this, but for a significant portion of my life, many, many years ago, this has not been the case for the last 20 years, but, um, I used to have Dave's Council of Coins. I had, I, I'm not making this up. I had seven coins that I had picked up at various places along the way. And I would use those seven coins to, to make my dessert. Best of seven. Go, no go kind of thing. Anyway, I'm embarrassed to say it now because it's not the way I like to think. I like to think I'm a very logical person. I like to think that I don't jump to a conclusion. I like to think that I think things through and make a make a reasonable decision about something when I hear, see, want, think something that might be problematic. 
So last weekend, I didn't actually see the game. Well, I, I take that back. I have seen the game. I did watch it later on. I didn't see it happen live, but I did see the Twitter reaction, the social media reaction, started by someone who I've only recently started to follow. When I was in Oklahoma City a few weeks ago, went to the game there, Oklahoma City Dodgers, against the Reno Aces, and the starting pitcher for the Dodgers, well, he wasn't the starter, he came in in the second inning, uh, was a guy by the name of Josiah Gray, who was, was at the time, the Dodgers' number one prospect. And everybody was expecting huge things from this kid. And I watched him pitch for three or four innings, and he was pretty impressive. And about a week later, he made it to the major leagues. He he started the game for the Dodgers, and you know, like most rookies, he clearly wasn't completely ready, but he didn't do horribly. And he was still good enough that he was used as trade bait. A couple of days later, a couple of weeks later, he was part of the trade with the Washington Nationals to get the Dodgers, uh, Max Scherzer, and Trey Turner, which, of course, has turned into a huge thing. So now he's a national. The first thing I saw of this was when he tweeted about how disgusted he was and how the Colorado Rockies had better do something about this because this can't be tolerated. What's he talking about, I wondered. Well, according to social media and according to a statement from the Colorado Rockies, the team, there are a lot of teams I hate. I hate the Giants. I hate the Yankees. But I don't really hate them in, in the strictest of senses. They're, they're competitors with my teams. And I, there's a rivalry hatred. The Rockies are a team that I should love. I'm from, I grew up in Denver. I'm not from there, but I, I grew up there. But, but I just can't stand the Rockies because they are, it's like they have this motto, commitment to mediocrity. A few years ago, the Modesto Nuts were the, were the Rockies minor league team, and they fired their manager, a guy by the name of Lynn Sakata, the winningest manager in, major league, in, in Cal League history, Cal League history, because he was, quote, trying to win games, unquote. And they didn't want to win games in Modesto. They just wanted to do player development, which would be a great argument if the Rockies were winning pennants and World Series, but they're not. They, they've been to one World Series, and they... I don't want to say they lucked into that, but you don't see very many 21-game winning streaks in the major leagues for a reason. They, they got lucky, and then they got creamed in the World Series. The Rockies are a team that is seemingly committed to just being mediocre and just, you know, just good enough that people won't bail on them, that people will still buy tickets, but not, ba- but not bad enough that people won't. And they came out with a statement about what Josiah Gray was talking about. And a fan had apparently, in the ninth inning of Sunday's game, yelled out a racial epithet at one of the Florida Marlins players who happened to be African-American. Now, I'm not going to repeat the word, but you know what I'm talking about. And the social media explosion over what Major League Baseball and the Colorado Rockies had better do about this was amazing. And I remember thinking to myself, as I was, and remember, I was, I was in Leavenworth, Washington. I was, I was on my anniversary trip, so I wasn't about to turn on a baseball game to, to deal with these things. But the, the thought that went through my head was crowd mics aren't always the best microphones out there. 
I mean, they're, they're good microphones, don't get me wrong, but they're not the best for hearing exactly what's going on. Not always. Now, sometimes they are. And in the middle of a ninth inning game, top of the ninth inning game, that the Rockies were actually winning 14 to 5 at the time, it seemed a little unlikely to me that any fan who wasn't three sheets to the wind drunk, and remember, they cut off alcohol servings after the seventh inning, and the eighth and, and the seventh and eighth innings had, had gone quite long in this game because the Rockies had scored a lot of runs. So unless this fan was just completely, absolutely snockered and had no one with him at all, it seemed unlikely to me that he would be yelling that particular epithet at that particular moment. There was no reason to. Now that said, social media blew up. The Rockies made a huge statement that they were going to find and identify this fan. <laughs> like that would be really difficult. Uh, as it turns out, the attendance of the game at that point was pretty sparse. And there really was no reason to have a manhunt. It shouldn't have been that hard to find him. But apparently, this was right up there with the search for Sasquatch and Noah's Ark or whatever else, because nobody seemed to know who it was. Nobody seemed to know what he was doing or why he would say that, that offensive word. But th this just proves that everybody in this country is racist. We're going to jump to the conclusion that everybody is racist because this one fan said a really bad word. When I got back, I was able to load up the the game because I have access. I, I have MLB.TV because it's, it's, it's one of the few real pleasures I allow myself. And I went back and watched the ninth inning of that game. And as soon as I heard the word, I was appalled, not because of the word. I was appalled because of the way it was handled, immediately handled. The announcers who could have said immediately, we heard something we didn't like. We better say something. We're, went dead silent. Dead silent. Which actually turned out to be okay because while they were busy jumping on their mats to conclusions, the fan continued to say the word over and over again. Which, again, when you hear it, initially you say, oh, you said that word? And then you realize it's not what he's saying. But you may not know what he was saying, but it wasn't that. If you happen to be familiar with the Colorado Rockies, you know that their idiotic mascot is named Dinger. D-I-N-G-E-R. Dinger. Home runs. Dingers. They hit a lot of dingers in Colorado. I don't know why Colorado needs a mascot. I don't know why the Rockies need a mascot. It's, but apparently it's DeRigger, so they have one. And it was very obvious by the third or fourth time he said it that he was yelling, dinger, dinger, not the bad word. But instead of cutting the crowd mic like they should have done if they really thought that word was being said, or talking over him, which is what professional broadcasters do, they immediately went into this apology mode. They jumped to the conclusion that he must be saying that word. And so we're going to apologize for it because all these people are racist here in Colorado, which, by the way, isn't Denver, Colorado, the paragon of tolerance and anti-racism? 
According to Major League Baseball, I mean, that's why they moved the All-Star game there, right? From, from, from Atlanta, which clearly is a racist place. So we had to move the All-Star game to Denver because those fans, well, they're not racist. Here. But now all of a sudden we're jumping on this and, and we're appalled and we're doing all this stuff. Well, of course, all these tweets, all this social media reaction, all this ESPN reaction about how horrifyingly racist this is and how it proves that racism is systemic and how racism is inbred in everything we do. And then someone said, wait, are you sure he's saying that word? Because it doesn't sound like that word. It sounds like it rhymes with that word, but it doesn't sound like that word. And... Oh, by the way, the Rockies mascot, who was standing over on that side, whose job it is, is to attract attention, like Splash in, in, in Stockton and Wally and Modesto and Rhubarb and Tacoma and all these other mascots. around. Their job is to attract attention. Their job is to, to engage with fans, is named Dinger. And it kind of sounds like that's what he's saying, contextually speaking. But you've already jumped on the mat to conclusions saying, no, it, it, it must be that word because there's an African-American player. About Why else would he say it? I mean, other than to attract Dinger's attention to get a photograph with him. Because, you know, we're ahead by seven runs, nine runs, whatever it was. Maybe we should have a little fun. Nope. We're going to jump to the conclusion that he must have said that word, and we're going to condemn everybody in this freaking country as racist because this one guy may have said that word. And that's what they did. Major League Baseball issued statements. The Colorado Rockies issued statements. Every major sporting coverage media site appalled. And yet literally within minutes of the original post, people were going, well, I don't think that's what he was saying. But those people were ignored. Those, if you say that there's actually a post out there from a major league baseball player who says, if you say he was saying dinger, you're a racist. Don't come at me with that. I'll block you. Except that it turned out that that's what he was in fact saying. An actual investigation, an actual review of the tape, an actual discussion with the fan, an actual discussion with people who were around him went, wait, that's not what he was doing. He was saying, Dinger. We were trying to get Dinger's attention so we could get a photograph taken with him. But you're so, you're so willing to jump to the conclusions, Matt, and conclude that we're all racist that you didn't even think about the possibility that it couldn't be something else. The next day, the Rockies put out a, another statement saying, oh, sorry, it was, a, it was a fan who was trying to get a hold of Dinger. There was no racism involved. Sorry, but it's just a reminder that racism is still real. It's just a reminder that people are still racist, and we will not tolerate that in our ballpark. It's like the question I asked the other day, are the Cleveland Indians going to tell people they can't wear their jackets and their, their old Indians hats? I guess the Washington Wolfskins have announced that they won't allow fans to wear headdresses anymore. Who knows where all this ends up? By the way, <laughs> so I was sitting there at that seat in Norfolk, and this, this cop, is, this security guard, is yelling at me, come here now. We're not going to put up with that here. 
What the hell is he talking about? So I stood up, started to make my way towards him. And all of a sudden, the fan who was with him said, no, 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 not him. Why would you think it was him? Well, that's where you pointed. No, it's not. A few seats down to my left was a, a drunk fan who was being obnoxious and rude to the woman in front of him. And that's the fan they wanted to eject. But he was willing to jump to conclusion because, well, it was a guy that looks like that with this hat on and ba-boom. But when he took the time to actually, you know, investigate, to, to talk to people, to see what was going on, I kind of wish he had taken me because I would have gotten season tickets out of it. But, you know, in the long run, I sure as hell hope they apologize to this fan. I'm sure this fan is mortified thinking that everybody in the country thinks that he's a racist. Do you think Major League Baseball or the Colorado Rockies care about that? No, it doesn't fit the agenda. We have to jump to the conclusion that everyone is a racist because we've decided they must be. Instead of actually asking him, hey, what did you say? We just assume, we just jump to the conclusions, Matt, to say racism, even though it literally was just a guy who wanted a picture with a stuffed purple dinosaur.